did you ever wish that you have a standard framework that works definitely for every decision you make or how do you evaluate things that this can work and this cannot i know it feels kind of insecurity because we never know what decision leads us to which path but if you feel you are looking for some kind of framework or at least a basic strategy that can help you make the right decision you are at the right place today and listening to the right episode hello everyone welcome to the another episode of the hazel chapters i'm your host funny sairam and i'm currently pursuing my masters in software engineering at san jose state prior to that I worked as a software engineer for 4 years at IBM and Walmart. I always wonder about how people make decisions and how people get influenced and how people can influence. I know it's a complex topic because the science of decision making applies differently with the different people. So that's why I started this podcast series. In this show, we dive deep into the thought processes, the risks and the rewards that come with making decisions. We will explore the different approaches that people take in the industry and also what are the factors they consider and the outcomes that result. We will be speaking with experts from different industries, entrepreneurs and thought leaders to get their insights on what it takes to make good decisions in this fast-paced and ever-changing world of tech and business. So, join us as we explore the fascinating world of decision making in technology and business. Uh hi Lakshmi uh thank you so much for joining us uh today uh hey funny uh same here excited to be on your podcast uh hustle chapters is something i associate with and i'm really proud of this initiative you've taken thank you thank you so much for your time uh taking out from a day and joining us for 30 minutes uh i'm sure that your experience and insights would definitely help uh, all the listeners here thank you Absolutely. once again always happy to help um i see value in uh, mentorship i see value in um you know taking people by hand sometimes when they're stuck and giving them that small push that small direction you know that can probably turn your life around that miracle has happened with me and i kind of see it as a way of giving back to my peer group and hence i'm here and more than happy perfect perfect and uh, yeah let's get started um uh, with your introduction uh, can you tell us about your educational background and where are you from like how did you start your first job in tech industry and what are you doing now mm-hmm. absolutely so hey everyone uh, my name is lakshmi kalyani kohli and i'm your typical telugu pilla from hyderabad and uh, Yeah I kind of did my undergrad in mechanical engineering from Osmania University uh graduated in 2015 uh with honors in dist- and with a distinction in and I was my university third in career uh straight out of college um I got placed into a couple of companies uh which included Accenture uh TCS uh Wipro and uh 
Mind Design, which was a mechanical core company back then. And it was a local startup as well. So um, I went ahead and chose Accenture because back then um, Accenture had multiple verticals and I specifically uh, was re uh, really interested in robotic inventory and automation, that division of Accenture where they were uh, automizing multiple programs and they had some really interesting clients, uh, did some digging on that and found out that it's a really prospective area and hence um, Accenture. Uh, I was with them for about three and a half to four years, somewhere in between of that. And um, uh, throughout, I think my time in Accenture, it was uh, really productive. And my longest association uh, while with them has been with BMW, which is again, a core mechanical uh, top gearer. And yeah, I think uh, my work there has been exciting, really. Um, uh, hectic as well but I really did enjoy it up until a point and but then it kind of turned into something monotonous uh, which is to say that I had also been evolving across the years and kind of I did always uh, want to you know diversify myself and the more and more monotonous it became I kind of started seeing less and less value in what I was doing uh, that was the time when I thought, okay, let's shift gears. And uh, while with Accenture, uh, sorry, while leaving Accenture, I kind of left them as a senior, sorry, uh, software engineering analyst. And then I think uh, kind of I wanted to experience a different vertical or different form of industry rather. And uh, went on to join this company called Yash Technologies, which is a very mid-range, small-scale uh, service company, but nevertheless has uh, a lot of outsourcing-based pharma and insurance projects. Uh, this was not really a very focused choice, uh, but it kind of gave me that headspace and that uh, window to be able to reflect on what I was doing while being um employed which is a phase i think many of us go through uh, i was a clueless 23 year old or 24 year old probably striving to uh, kind of gain clarity on what i really wanted to do in life uh, so that's that i was with them for about one and a half years uh, roughly one and a half to two years and then I think uh, was uh, the game changer uh, organization that I had gotten myself into. Uh, I had begun upskilling myself. I had trained myself into you know, courses relating to product management, uh, change management and stuff like that, like building a product from scratch, both software and tangible. What are the basics? What is one supposed to... Um, no, to be able to enter the industry, some uh, basic upskilling in that. And I think while my job, I think, had hit a very stagnant phase is when this organization called High Radius uh, came to me. Uh, I was see looking for product roles, but I think typically for any um, product-based industry, they would want someone with a previous product experience, uh, which I unfortunately did not have at that time. So yeah, uh, this was a startup, a fairly new startup. It was 16 years old um, and it's a unicorn in the US that is based out of here, uh, Houston in the United States uh, and had two operating headquarters in India, one in Hyderabad and one in Bhuneshwar.
So yeah, I went on to uh, join them in a very interesting role, which is called a techno-functional consultant. And I think my duration with High Radius has been the most amazing time of my professional life ever. Uh, it kind of has been a phase wherein uh, you get to learn new things literally every day. Uh, new challenges, new uh, responsibilities, new ways to approach your regular work. There was never a day that I was bored or not interested to be able to go to work. Um, every day, every task was like a challenge. It, were, it was like just giving a kid a really, you know, shabby white paper and some crayons and like, go do whatever you want. We don't care. But at the end of the day, just keep the end goal in your mind. And how are you going to achieve that? It does not matter how. It doesn't. It matters what is the path that you choose to achieve that. So it was something on those lines. Plus, I think I had some really, really amazing mentors who've been with me right from the word go. They nurtured me, they identified my talent, they identified my core skills, um, kind of helped me polish that and become a more refined version of what I envisioned to be right from the start. And uh, they were also the ones that were supportive enough throughout the phases, uh, which is to say that throughout my tenure with High Radius from 2021 January to the 2022 uh, July, I had been promoted four times consecutively within the spans of each semester, let's say. And uh, yeah, by the time I was almost ending my tenure with High Radius, I was a senior product consultant with them. Um, and during this very phase is when um, I had literally taken head on so many challenges and so many new tasks and delivered, I think, results uh, bang on the point. Uh, there was this one particular instance at work that apparently happened to be that we were dealing with a really complex um, market system for Unilever and uh, the market was Europe. So I think everyone is aware of the fact that Europe has multiple, a multilinguistic challenge situation wherein every country speaks a different language, their ways of functioning are different, their laws are different, everything is different. So uh, we were working on this particular vertical called disputes and deductions within high radius. Um, so just a little background on that, high radius is basically a fintech unicorn. Uh, and broadly classifies as a financial supply chain management organization. So this particular vertical uh, disputes and deductions dealt with retaining um, the profits and kind of investing them into the right buckets, streamlining payments, and a lot of other stuff uh, for uh, Unilever Europe. So um, when we had taken up this challenge of uh, kind of starting off our first pilot with Europe, it was started to be really, really difficult because of its obviously given challenges. And uh, the ETA for a MVP, which is a minimum viable product, was uh, kind of estimated to be about six months. Um, and I being a new entrant on the team, uh, I think I was like pretty hell bent on 
kind of delivering the best out of this. And since I was newly adopting to the ways of the organization and its product, more so, uh, I was in the learning phase and I thought, okay, what better challenge than this, right? Right at the beginning. So I kind of was a quick learner on that note and uh, went on to deliver the most complex set of deliverables uh, to our AWS cloud for Unilever Europe in a very short span of three months, as opposed to the ETA of six months, which is literally half the time. And that kind of put us on the leaderboard for our European division and bought me a lot of accolades. And I that's, that's that was just the beginning of how things turned um, post my entrance into High Radius. And I think a lot of new things that I had achieved, a lot of new roles um, that I had played within the organization itself. And kind of all through this while, it made me think that, okay, if this is the scenario with very minimalistic and very limited skill set that I have, or I have harbored through my years of experience with various organizations. And if this is what I can achieve with these skills, what else can I achieve with a proper streamlined course, with a proper streamlined knowledge of the areas, with a proper um, industrial uh, kind of experiential learning while or if I can pursue masters? So what is it gonna look like? I think that was uh, pretty much a very curious question that kept on uh, nagging me at the back of my mind. And though I had masters as a plan for a really long time, I did not kind of take any quick decisions on that all through this while. Um, my uh, uh, I think during my career back in India, which was almost about 6.5 to seven years long, and but I think this particular phase kind of gave me that clarity of thought. Okay, this is exactly what you're gonna do. Kind of take challenges head on, and it should be something that is really interesting. And I'm really not a fully engineering or a fully management person. So and that said, MEM was always again um, there on my list of featured programs that I really wanted to get into. And so, yeah, I began my master's journey. I gave my GRE, TOEFL, and uh, obviously started applying to the programs that I was really, really interested in. My GRE was A325 and my TOEFL was A111. And uh, yeah, I had applied to nine universities and I got into eight out of nine universities that included Purdue, Dartmouth, USC, Carnegie Mellon and a couple others. So long story short, I've taken up the MEM course with Purdue and I think there could have been no better decision for me uh, than that in my life so far. It's been an amazing, amazing um, step forward. So I went ahead and commenced my master's after this long haul in uh, the industry in the fall of 2022 and had an amazing semester uh, through the fall term. So I think that said, uh, my program is pretty flexible. It has both a one-year and a two-year track. I had opted for the two-year track, which also includes uh, a co-op or an internship uh, phase, wherein your program is completely allowing you to pursue an experiential learning 
uh, initiative via the industry association. So I think that said, uh, I'm currently with Tesla here through my co-op uh, here in Reno, Nevada, working as a technical program manager. And yeah, I think it's it's been a great, great turn of events. Again, not the easiest of journeys, but worthwhile. And there's nothing I could have asked for at this phase. That's a, quite a journey. Uh from where you have been uh, when, uh as you joined like a techno functional consultant at high radius and yes. uh, uh, decided that let's do this masters so Absolutely. that you could gain more streamlined knowledge or yeah. kind of become an expert right so Absolutely. so when you when you decided to start okay later you have chosen um, the mem and um, you have decided Currently, you are working as a technical program manager internship at Tesla. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how did you arrive? This technical PM, like TPM role could mm -hmm. be, I think, uh, how, how you are able to define or how you are able to assess yourself. You might be able to do such things. You Did you uh, research anything about the role or is there any, what's, what's your strategy to get into this role? So decision wise, yes, again, it was, a, I mean, it, it wasn't as simple as we think of it to be. Um, and I think that said, I always wanted to be in the product program space, wherein I was actually dealing with tangible products or services or something that I can, you know, build from scratch, something that makes an impact, something that brings sustainability into its course something that solves complex challenges and i think at the root of it all uh, is when i kind of arrived at this uh, decision that okay it might not be a completely product role or it might not be a completely program role but i want to be somewhere in between that space as long as i'm achieving uh, my personal objectives of kind of being able to drive complex challenges uh, through my expertise. And I'm also gaining a lot of skills from that. Um, I thought, okay, any space in between kind of is my go-to designation or go-to uh, role that can challenge me to, you know, uh, become a more versatile, let's say, professional. And I think um, much before that as well, uh, there was this uh, thought of mine okay why do i even want to pursue it in the first place so i think the line of thinking uh, around that went some way, something like this so basically um, when companies undertake complex challenges right complex programs or products or services they need to have someone you know who can basically over, over through, uh, oversee that right from creation right from inception to strategizing it, to streamlining it, to driving it, to solving roadblocks and right through completion. And I think that is typically where a technical product manager or a technical program manager fits in. And um, the industry contribution of uh, this particular uh, role or this these particular responsibilities that this title uh, kind of 
aligns with is about 50 per uh, sorry 15 percent uh, according to my research back in 2022 somewhere in between october and november when i was actually looking up how this kind this role kind of contributes to industry excellence and i think it is definitely a great great choice for someone who thrives on technology uh who kind of wants to bring in new advancements to their organization as well as be part of that change as well as um, loves maintaining your know, client relationships or guiding teams to success and personally also i always always uh, wanted to be somewhere at the intersection of my passions which is both engineering and management and that is also precisely one of the reasons why i had taken up mem perfect yeah. I think that's the best, uh, you know, when deciding that we want to pursue something, I think mm -hmm. you have a really good strategy that uh, mm -hmm. uh, you can choose uh, things out of that. Absolutely. Awesome. So can you tell us about uh, how's your typical week as a technical program manager look like at Tesla? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think first things first, it's been an amazing, amazing two months with Tesla. I just can't begin to describe how exciting each day is as much as it is hectic and overwhelming, all in the good sense. Um, I have so far delivered two projects of Tesla, um, both worth, I think, one and $1.5 million each. And um, it's been a great learning curve, extremely new environment for me because i've never ever been in a proper manufacturing or automotive industry before and yeah i think um just getting down to the basics so my daily responsibilities kind of um entail something like this i take projects um right at the inception of it like we are given a problem statement and right from conceptualizing that problem statement to kind of completing it by taking ownership, uh, by collaboratively working with all the engineering stakeholders. When I say engineering, it could be project, it could be industrial, it could be you know, design, control, software, a lot of things. And uh, throughout various stages of that project, um, it could be concept development, it could be prototype testing, it could be engineering, design, it could be system building, it could be drive systems, it could be NPI, it could be integration, it could be anything. So I kind of own the entirety of that responsibility from concept to completion. Um, I think that said, I also head vendor management and partnerships with our clients closely as a TPM. Uh, I uh, by simultaneously working with the supply chain and purchasing teams uh, to ensure and align on our engineering requirements, um, our scope for various projects, the schedules that we want to deliver those projects on, um, which also includes other sub responsibilities like cost optimization, solution discussions with internal stakeholders. Um, I think improvising the roadmaps, uh, kind of involving other areas such as infrastructure, logistics, controls, um, and manufacturing to name a few, uh, to, with the end goal being that the overall success of the project is our main uh, you know, motive throughout our deliverance. And I think that said, I also uh, am a pretty active participant in owning and catalyzing internal operations. Uh, 
that is i i help enable and commission test and integrate phases of different projects that could be a robotics team with an hmi that could be a npi with prototype and many other such things uh, throughout these phases i am helping the core teams or the individual divisions or verticals set their goals um track their deliverables ensure uh, there are no roadblocks and if there are any i help them kind of mitigate those um and also identify any potential risks in the process and across all these stages i am simultaneously handling multiple such deliverables i think i probably am working on three to four different projects at a time so again categorizing of uh, responsibilities and my uh, individual contribution to the projects is as important i'm continuously helping them tailor and adapt new processes new technologies new methodologies best suited to the teams roadmaps and end goals uh through the overall framework of the program by identifying everything that potentially you know brings the best out of those requirements highlighting gaps in these stages and uh, making my organization take data driven decisions uh, that are as important as the output itself um i also have regular meetups biweeklys dailies and monthlies uh with the executive tier as well um i kind of um project uh, data driven reports to them to uh, display our progress our pain points any bottlenecks we've been facing the status of what our projects are looking like and possible solutions that i might have envisioned or kind of uh, birthed in the process so that is typically my daily weekly slash monthly uh, duty look like looks like wow this this dpm role really looks challenging and at the same time interesting as well because you get to work with different teams i think absolutely. it has a lot of breadth in terms of people and teams mhm absolutely so, yeah okay so that brings us to uh, the last query last question about so let's say what do you suggest to someone uh, mm-hmm. who is really interested in getting into tech and not just getting in and they just want to grow in the tech industry but okay. slightly not and slightly not aware of what they want to become at this point mm-hmm. so what do you suggest them to discover their passion um any any methods that might work for you or any kind of um strategies that you tried and anything mm-hmm. yeah absolutely uh, so i think there is no one designated path that is set in stone for everybody that we can agree upon because each person is different and their approach to yeah. problems yeah. or scenarios in their life is different so i think a good place to start would be when uh i think you yourself know for a fact that hey what am i doing in life you know is is it something i really love is it something i really want to do is it something that excites me to go to work every day or you know do my stuff that uh, kind of brings out the uh, does that bring out the best in me these are some very basic and simple questions to start and um, i think that said i'll just give you an example of a scenario that uh, that kind of wasn't a very significantly significantly important turning point but it made me question my 
you know, my standing in life, nevertheless. So while I was almost leaving Accenture, there was a phase wherein I had decided that I would quit because the work had become extremely, extremely monotonous and was kind of growing into something of a very stagnant slug kind of a phase. And I think just a few days before uh, my last working day, I was offered a on-site opportunity uh, at the BMW headquarters in Germany for over six months. And I'm like, oh, shit, did this have to happen right now? Because all the while I was there and I was contributing to my project or deliverables or my team uh, in a very huge way, I think um, they did not. I would say recognize my potential as much or uh, my significance to the delivery as much. So I think that made me kind of think, hey, listen, okay, they're giving you that opportunity. They or anyone can be in that position, right? Uh, but do you think that they are kind of giving you this opportunity just because you're leaving them and they just want to put a stop on it and say, okay, hey, if we offer this, probably we can, you know, make her hold on to this. I think that was a really grave question that kind of helped me introspect. And I'm like, okay, if they're trying to retain me, then it means that my potential is worth much more than what they're trying to retain me for. It was a really lucrative opportunity, but then, I thought it was the right time to make the move. So, um, and that said, I, I, I come to this one conclusion that no matter what you're doing in life, no matter whether you're working, studying, or doing anything that you are doing on a regular basis, three things has to be there. One, you are gaining something from it. Two, you are contributing something from it. Or three, both of these processes are happening simultaneously. When you, and I think it makes that, um, you know, that task or that job worthwhile. At least if one or two or all the three are happening together, and when you know that none of these three are happening at that particular juncture or that particular role or that particular phase of studies or whatever it is, I think that should be your hint to you know take it as a sign and just move on because. We are not trees and we are not rooted. Life is all about evolving. If you are being forced to move out of your comfort zone, then that definitely means that something more big and something more challenging is awaiting for you to discover yourself. And that should always, always, always be taken as a sign. Um, and again, just returning back to our question, not just tech industry or any other industry, uh, being unaware of yourself is really not a big thing. All of us have gone through it at some point or the other in life. Um, I think just me, taking me as an example, um, one and a half years down the line backwards, I think if you would have asked me or asked the old Kalyani uh, whether you would go ahead and, you know, do you think you'd work in Tesla sometime in the future? I'd be like, oh my God. Tesla, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Um, I don't think it's possible. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was concretely not possible, but the ways to get to work in Tesla, I think, seemed vague for me. Uh, because how how am I going to enter that arena wherein Tesla considers me worthy to be in their organization? 
that was a question that probed me but then i think with the right skills and the right approach and the right attitude everything in place remember skills approach and attitude and a really positive mindset because then again we have to um remember and always keep it rolling at the back of our minds nothing comes easy and anything that comes easy won't definitely stay so yeah it's been a it's it been a bit, a bit of a hustle with uh, me getting here and a lot of other things and but it all makes it worthwhile now that i look back at it and um, i think yeah awesome that's it awesome. just just um, believe in yourself and kind of um, you know be ready to take any challenges head on you have to have to move out of the comfort zone to discover the new you and uh, that is only possible if you're challenging and kind of analyzing yourself on a very frequent basis and when i say analyzing i don't mean self criticality but more like okay how better than uh, yesterday am i today what better have i improved on how much more can i learn your comparison is with your own previous self and not anyone when you realize this i think that makes things a lot easier i love this suggestion absolutely because everyone can be unaware of their life or career mm-hmm. purpose at some point yes um, i love the three layer strategy that you mentioned about it like what mm-hmm. we are gaining out of something from it or what you are mm-hmm. contributing and third is like mm-hmm. whether both are simultaneously existing or not absolutely so that totally makes sense to analyze mm-hmm. and it's a simple strategy that we can just do in a quick one or two minutes uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing such an amazing story absolutely funny um delighted to be able to you know contribute my bit of a little something uh, to give back to the community i'll be more than glad if anyone kind of gains insights you know from this small piece of suggestion and if if it even improves their life by a mere 1% i'll be more than glad definitely and yeah, i think it's um, again i like i said it's a great great initiative not many people are this forthcoming when it comes to you know taking the owners of bringing um, people together and kind of helping out uh, our peer community out there well congratulations to you i know hustle uh, chapters is a fairly new initiative and you're doing great on this thank you thank you so much uh, lakshmi yeah. and thank you so much for accepting the invite and being with us on the show um, yeah absolutely my pleasure yeah um let's stay connected and thank you so much and see you again soon in near future sure funny um best of luck to you too and yeah hope to stay connected hope you have a great weekend Sure, you too. Yep. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed the discussion and gained some valuable insights into the world of decision making. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to me on my LinkedIn which is in this episode's description. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to having you back for our next episode where we will continue to explore the world of decision making. And remember, 
you are always one decision away from a totally different life Thank you.